We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Another day is here and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Welcome to the Rotor Grinders Morning Grind Podcast. I'm your host, Stevie TPFL. It's Monday. It is January 20th. It's 2020. We have 14 NBA games to talk about here on today's slate for Martin Luther King Day. Um, I'm joined by my good buddy, Jeannie for 07. Grant, how are you doing, my friend? I'm doing good. This is a lot of games. A lot of games on here today to break down. So, no, no, no time to dilly-dally. No dilly-dallying indeed. Um, with so many different sites having different slates and stuff, we're just going to break them all down. We're just going to talk about all 14 games. So hopefully this helps and um, hopefully you guys crush today. Let's get started with Detroit at Washington. 233 total here. Washington favored by one in this game. Blake Griffin, Reggie Jackson, Luke Kennard all still out for Detroit. Tatcha Marrera and Wagner still out for Washington. Uh, let's start here with Detroit. What do you like here for the Pistons? Since Rosen Drummond, um, like I don't mind taking a shot on any of the other ancillary guys just because it's going up against Washington. Obviously, great matchup. Washington is fast pace and late. Blah blah blah. They are fantasy gold mine to every single position. But the two guys I'm really looking at are Rosen Drummond. Like Drummond, I know he didn't he play that many minutes in the last game, but it was a blowout. I know he didn't play that many games against New Orleans, but that was a weird game where Okafor was just destroying him. Like the game before that, he got booted. So, still has a decent shot at playing mid-30s, high-30s minutes in this game here going up against Washington. I know last time that they played each other, even without a lot of their big guys, Drummond got crushed or didn't even come close to making value. Throwing that out the window, hopefully some people won't play him because of that and because of the minutes he's had recently, but still think that he's got a good shot at playing mid-30s minutes, even if he's going to get traded. Rose, 
been playing decent minutes. Last game, only at 26, but he still ended up with 45 points, and that was just complete another blowout there. 7-2 is getting a little bit pricey, but still, he's a guy that can play mid-30s minutes if they allow him, and Washington is just a dream matchup, so it's just those two guys. Yeah, like, you know, Civi's price has come up so much. Um, I- I've been riding him. I've been playing him a bunch here, you know, over the past two weeks. But at this price of 5500 um, I'm just – there's no way I'm playing him here. Bruce Brown's minutes are kind of all over the place, um, so I don't really want to take a shot on him. Christian Wood, Markeith Morris, all these guys just kind of all over the place in minutes. So, for me – it's Drummond. It's Derrick Rose. I'm right, I'm right there with you. Um, those would be the two guys I'm looking at. Derrick Rose has gone for over 40 fantasy points now in um, three of the last five games and four of the last seven games. So definitely, definitely has some upside um, at that price point. The Washington side of things, you know, we've just been kind of waiting for Bradley Beals and minutes to come back up, but they ha- they really haven't, and they haven't really been in close games. But now he's 7,300, Grant. What are we doing here in Washington? I hate this so much. Like, I hate it so much. He had a rough game going up against Toronto. He only played 23 minutes. And I think that was mostly because they were in a blowout there. So, like, maybe he gets to 30. Maybe he gets 33. Like, if he does, then he should absolutely destroy his price tag. If he's at 27, even at this price tag, like, what are we going to be happy with? We'll be happy with probably – like, we'll be content with 40. Like probably happy with it and if he plays 33 minutes then he's got a real shot at 50 the price tag's so low I think we have to consider him outside of him though like I'm, I'm really not going with anyone else Brian is not playing enough minutes for me to consider him Bonga not a guy that I want to use Mahimi sometimes Brian is not a guy that is going to enter the conversation if Bonga gets a start again you can think about him as a salary relief but not a guy that I probably am going to play. Bertan's still hanging around the 26, 28-minute mark. Troy Brown Jr., Ish Smith not playing them. Like, this is going to be a high-scoring game, and the only guy I've con- or only guy I'm considering is Beal. And with his minutes restriction, not knowing what it is, he's only in for tournaments. So, this is a lot less interesting than I thought it should be for Washington, but that's just kind of where it is. Yeah, like Jordan McRae's not on the official injury report, but he he didn't practice fully on Sunday. Like, if for some reason he's just questionable, watch this one. I'd play Ish Smith. Like, I'd take shots on Ish Smith um, if Jordan McRae were to sit. McRae only played a few minutes the other night, and Ish Smith ended up playing like 32 minutes. So, game was a blowout, but I could see Ish Smith getting like 30 minutes in this game at 5,200 and the revenge narrative that everyone likes. But uh, Bradley Beal at 7,300, if you're playing tournaments today, you have to have him on some of your tournament teams. Yeah. Uh, Toronto at Atlanta, 231 total here. Toronto favored by eight in this game. Toronto health-wise, good to go. Um, probably the healthiest they've been here in a long time. And then on the Atlanta side, Alex Lynn is doubtful and Jabari Parker is out. Uh, let's start with Toronto. Like I said, they're healthy. Uh, a lot of these guys are back. Is there any mispricing here or anything standing out to you? Uh, I think it's like everyone's kind of priced where they should be. Siakam, even at 7,500, has some upside. I know he only played 24 and 25 minutes the last two games, but really that close. It's more situational than anything. He should be around the 30 to 33-minute mark, I think, in this game, which is a likely, likely outcome. And obviously a fantastic matchup for him, 22nd in uh, points allowed to opposing forwards 
he is a guy that can go off for 60 at any given point. I know since he's come back, he really hasn't done a ton. But this is a perfect spot here to get on him and just have him crush here. Uh, next up, Van Vliet. I feel like he's too cheap. He's in there at 6,700. Guy just put up 48 and 56 in the last two games. Or last two games he's played. On, was at the beginning of the month. But he's a guy... He's probably going to end up around 35 in most games, but he absolutely has some upside. Like, there's a nine-game slate, depending on where you're at. I don't know how big the slate is, uh, depending on which site. But Van Vliet definitely has some upside in his price tag. Ibaka, I am not playing him if he's only going to get 25 minutes, even at 6,400. It's not worth it. Gasol, you can think about, like, he only played 20 in the last game. But, again, that really wasn't terribly close for a lot of the game. He was playing great basketball before he went out with an injury. He did get a massive price increase up to 5900 over the last week, but he was putting up 40-point games prior to getting injured. They showed us that he's going to play low 30s minutes if, uh, if the game is close. Like, this is a spot against Atlanta where he could smash – 5900 is a big price increase, but he's definitely still in play. It, it, to me, it's Siakam, Van Vliet, and maybe Marcus Gasol. Yeah, and like Marcus Gasol, even since he's come back, has played decent minutes. Um, like I feel like they didn't rush him back, and like he's he's playing good minutes. So I'm not necessarily too concerned with Marcus Gasol. I think more it was more just a game getting out of hand last time out. So um, I think he's I think he's interesting here at 5900 going up against Atlanta. Like. You know, there's obviously a lot of um, different plays depending on, like, the sites you're playing on, like Grant said. Uh, but he he's an option for sure. Um, outside of that, like, I don't mind Van Vliet. Um, Lowry's safe, but I don't know necessarily if he's got the ceiling to win you a tournament on this slate. And Siakam, if this game stays close, like, he he'll crush on the spot, so. Um, on the Atlanta side of things, like, you know, Trey Young, obviously, he's in play. He's a guy that put up 64 fantasy points the first time these two teams met. Um, what do you like here for Atlanta? Trey. Uh, it's mostly Trey. He's going to – like, I'm worried about maybe Teague eating into his minutes slightly. We may not see the 38-39 minute games that we bring or that we see from him often, even if the game's out of hand because that's, for some reason, how they're handling it. I – I don't entirely understand, but yeah, this is a decent pace game. Obviously, Toronto's very good defensively against every single position, especially when all their guys are healthy. They're a great rebounding team, so I could see Collins being a decent play. Just I'm worried about his minutes. Hasn't broken 30 in six games. A lot of those games, or a few of those games, have been close. So I don't think that they're going to allow him to play enough minutes for him to really crush value. His price tag is all the way down at 7,300. And if you told me he was going to pay 32 minutes. I definitely have some interest. I just don't know if that's going to be the case. So probably not Collins. Like, I'm not playing Herter. Teague, I don't know if he'll get that many minutes for Atlanta. I know he got 25 the other night, but that game was a complete blowout. So they just gave him some run. Like, Reddish, I know that he had a big game against San Antonio, but then against Detroit, same that we, thing we've always seen from just nothing. It's just Trey for me for Atlanta. Yeah, it's kind of where I'm at. Um, you know, I think Trey Young is obviously very much in play. I think the minutes thing last time out was just more of blowout than Jeff T cutting into his minutes. But 
you know, obviously I could be wrong. Um, yeah, I think that's basically what it was. Like, in blowouts, they play them because they really don't have another guy to throw in at the one. But with Teague there, like, they are fine with resting Trey, I think, in a blowout now. Yep, for sure. Um, all right, moving on. We got Philly at Brooklyn. Um, Embiid is out. Horford is questionable. Wilson Chandler's out. And DeAndre Jordan's out on the Brooklyn side of things. This game's interesting. Um you know, we're really going to have to be paying attention to Horford. Um, you know, he, he sprained his wrist um, or hand. Um, so, let's start here with Philly. If we get news that, like, Horford's going to sit, like, Kyle Quinn Chalk Day. Oh, gosh. Those are 3,500. Like, yeah, he's too cheap. He would be the clear-cut it- Chalk. Yeah, which is never a fun thing playing Kyle Quinn Chalk. It's been that way for years. It's been terrible every single time that it's happened. But, like, that's basically what it is. Like, Kyle Quinn, if he pl- he averages over a point per minute without Horford and Embiid on the floor, I have to assume he's going to play 20-some-odd minutes, like, potential for high 20s. And you just have to play him. That's pretty much it. Uh, Tobias Harris, another guy, like, pretty much with – if it Horford is out and the fact that Embiid's still out, like the usage has to go around somewhere. It's going up against Brooklyn. It's a fast paced matchup here. Harris got a little bit of a price decrease. He's a fantastic play. Brooklyn is not good at defending wings. Simmons is in a fantastic spot going up against Brooklyn, who's not great in the paint, especially if DeAndre Jordan is in there. It's not going to be terrible, terribly helpful for uh, Brooklyn and guarding the paint there. So Simmons, Tobias Harris, even Richardson, who's been playing a boatload of minutes recently, like you have to look at all these guys. And obviously, O'Quinn, like he, I just don't see a way that him or Mike Scott don't get a boatload of minutes. And both of them are so cheap. You kind of have to play them. There's a chance Brooklyn goes small, but even still, like O'Quinn and Scott should play minutes. Yeah, just going to have to kind of watch the injury news here. Um, you know, like if Horford with and beat already out, if Horford sits, like I'll, I'll play Kyle Quinn. I don't care what his ownership is. So, um, I think the other guy that's kind of interesting here, um, if Horford sits is Richardson. You know, you mentioned Tobias. I like that call. I like Ben Simmons. Um, this is a game that should stay close. Like Tobias just put up 56 fantasy points against this team, you know, a few days ago. So, um, the Brooklyn side of things, like probably one of my favorite plays on the slate is um, Jared Allen. DeAndre Jordan already ruled out for this game. Jared Allen, as long as he stays out of foul trouble, should play 30 minutes in this game. Yeah, yeah, no, Jared Allen's an absolutely fantastic play. The minutes are going to be there. They should need him. It's not going to be a bad matchup if Horford is out. Like, he's going to get Kyle Quinn defense. And Allen, even though he doesn't do a whole lot on the offense, then he can get enough ancillary stats and get some boards. and contribute in other ways where he should smash here. He's only priced at 5,900. He was at like 7K earlier when he was playing a lot of minutes. So now he's just cheap again because he hasn't been doing a whole bunch lately. Both DeAndre Jordan out. He's going to get an uptick in minutes here. Kyrie seems way too cheap at 7,800. I know he's been priced like this, but he's playing a good amount of minutes. The Milwaukee game was a blowout, so he only played 31 there. But Philly, he played 37. Utah, first game back, he played 32. 
have to assume he's going to play mid-30 minutes again. Earlier on the season when he was playing mid-30 minutes, he was priced at 9K, almost 10K at certain times. He has 6-point upside. Allen's a great play, but Kyrie Irving might be my favorite play on the slate. Yeah, I like that. Um, I could definitely get behind that. Like, I was very hesitant to play Kyrie when he came back, but, you know, at this price point, seeing the minutes that he's played too, I think he is um, definitely somebody we should be looking at here. Like, you know, Dinwiddie is going to have a game from time to time. He had a good game against this team last time they played. Um, don't love it. You know, I, I think that – you know, DeAndre Jordan now, like, um, Claxton might get some, like, run here. Maybe plays, like, 20 minutes. He's 3,600. Um, if he was a little bit cheaper, I think I'd, I'd take a shot on him. But um, I don't know if I could play him at 36. Like, I would – I'd want him to be kind of, like, towards the minimum. Like, 36 is close, but, like, still not the minimum. Yeah. Um, anything else here from Brooklyn? No, no. Just love Kyrie. Orlando at Charlotte. Uh, 207 total here. Orlando's favored by four and a half. Um, Aminu, DJ Augustine, Isaac all out. Charlotte, good to go. Um, what do you like here for the Orlando Magic? Fultz is probably priced about where he should be now. I know he's been on a tear recently. He had that great game going up against the Lakers. Had a good game versus Golden State, but sitting there at 6-3, even with he's playing a boatload of minutes, he does offer a little bit of upside on a smaller slate maybe, but he's not a guy that I'm looking at. Gordon still sitting there at 6K, still not really doing a whole lot. Like, not a guy that I'm looking at. Fournier, Ross, like, you know, that's a guy. Minutes are going around, like, they're priced where they should be. It's Vooch. Like, we know how bad Charlotte is against bigs. He may have had a bad game against Golden State. I don't care. It doesn't matter to me at all. Like, prior, outside of the against the Lakers, who are fantastic versus bigs, they're the best team in the league versus bigs, and outside of a random game in Golden State where he only shot 6 for 19 from the field, he's been putting up 40 mid-40s every single game, and he has a 50, 60-point upside. Vooch is going to get you a 40-point floor, which is the absolute worst-case scenario for him, and he's likely to end up with over 50 points in the spot. You're going up against Charlotte. It's just a beautiful matchup. They're the worst team against opposing bigs. It's fan, a fantastic spot for him. He is going to crush. Yeah, I think he's um, very, very, very much in play here. Like, you just have to think, like, as bad as Charlotte has been um, against big men this season, I think Vooch is a guy that, like you said, could easily – crushing the spot like gives you a really high floor and could easily crush in the spot so um i like the vooch call i think fultz like you said he's okay it's just his price is kind of caught up to the production i think this is a spot you take shots on vooch maybe take shots on aaron gordon um but this is this game has the lowest total on this this slate um so i, I just don't love this game and then on the charlotte side of things like Devontae Graham at 7,100. I'll play him at 7,100 against anybody, really. Um, he has a very high ceiling at 7,100. He could go for 50-plus fantasy points. So, I like him for tournaments. Yeah, yeah, that's really it. Like, Rozier, still playing a boatload of minutes, still offers a little bit of upside. Orlando is not a good matchup. They don't play at a fast pace. They're very good defensively. Like, Rozier is not a guy that I generally like to play too much, even when he's getting all the minutes in the world. Like, in a tough matchup, 
priced up about like his highest he's been in a long time. I don't I don't have any interest in Rozier. It's strictly Graham. We know what he can do. He just put up 52 points against Portland not too long ago. It is a tough matchup, so again, strictly reserved for tournaments. But yeah, this is a guy with massive upside in any given game here. If he gets the shot attempts, he smashes. I really like Graham for tournaments, but that's pretty much it. Yeah, I don't really have any other interest here. Um, moving on, we got New Orleans at Memphis. Um, no total in this one. Derek Favors, Drew, and Okafor are all questionable. Miller and Williams are still out. Um, and Zion Williamson is doubtful. Um, I guess let's start with New Orleans. Uh, what do you like here for the Pelicans? I mean, it's a matchup versus Memphis. It's a high-paced matchup here. Ingram's the first guy, although he's priced about where he should be. Still offers a bit of upside. We just saw him go for 70 against Utah not too long ago, but that was an OT game. He can still crush against Memphis. Like, the price tag's a little bit tough to swallow, but it just is what it is, especially if Drew ends up missing. He's still going to get a boatload of usage. Like, Lonzo, if Drew's out, we've seen him put up 50-point games fairly often in the last few games. I think we could see it again here. He's going to play high 30s minutes. Memphis is a good pace matchup, and they're not a terrible defensive matchup against the one. So Ball is another guy that's in play. If Favors and if Okafor are out, I mean, we have to look at Hayes, right? At 3,900. He's going to play the minutes. 3,900, he can crush on a point-per-minute basis. He has 40-point upside if he ends up playing high 20s, low 30s minutes, which could very easily happen with Okafor and Favors out. If we talk about Kyle O'Quinchock, Hayes might be more chalky than O'Quinn if he ends up – if these guys end up missing. Yeah, they're both going to be really popular. Just you plug those two guys in, you can build a lot. Um, and there's another spot that, you know, we're going to get to that's actually going to – I think going to be really popular too. So, um, if Favors plays, I actually really like him in this spot. Like, he's a guy that I, you know, kind of want to see play in this spot. So, um, if Favors plays, I think he's very much in play here. Yeah. But yeah, like Ingram, like you, I like Ingram. Um, and then like if Drew sits, um, I like Lonzo. On the Memphis side of things, Morant has been absolutely crushing. The matchup is fantastic, but 8,200 just seems a little steep. Um, I think he has a nice floor, but does he really have a ceiling at that price point? I mean, yes, he it's up against New Orleans. That's true. Like, he just put a of 56 against San Antonio, just put up 48 against Houston. They're giving him enough minutes where he can still crush, but he's not my favorite play uh, for Memphis. Like, honestly, I'm looking at the other guys probably more. If Favors is out and if uh, Oak Four is out, then like, even if they do play, like, Triple J, this is not a spot where he's probably going to end up getting into foul trouble. Chance he plays 30 minutes here. Um, I like him. Brooks has been crushing recently. Main thing is you always have to worry about foul trouble with him, and it's definitely a spot where he could end up getting into it. But he's probably going to play low 30 minutes, and he's been chucking from beyond the arc. Close to 10 attempts per game over the last six, seven games here. So he's a guy that like doesn't really get a whole lot of play. He got in foul trouble against Cleveland. Probably would have played a boatload of minutes otherwise if he didn't get didn't play the entire second quarter. Like, they're showing a willingness to play these guys a lot of minutes. If Brooks stays out of foul trouble, he's probably going to play mid-30s minutes, probably going to chuck a ton. He's 
perfect guy for an up-pace matchup. And then Valanchunas. He's getting low 30s minutes, high 20s minutes, which for him and how good he is on a point-per-minute basis, going up against New Orleans, huge pace-up matchup. Not a bad defensive matchup. But favors and Oak for her out. Hayes is not a great defender either. Like, Valanchunas could smash in the spot. So while Morant is still a good play, I'm looking more at Valanchunas and I'm looking more at Brooks. Yeah, I like Brooks a lot as well. Um, you know, we've been talking about him a lot, it seems like, here recently. And, like, he's been a guy that the shot attempts have been really up. Um, and he's just been absolutely crushing. So, and they just don't want to seem to, like, like it just doesn't seem like they want to get him over 6K. And this has been a guy that's put up at least 30 fantasy points in four of the last five games, and he's still under 6K. So, um, I, I like Dylan Brooks a lot in this spot. And um, the other guy that, like, I don't, necessarily hate in this spot is like jay crowder like this seems like a spot jay crowder could easily go off and he's under 5k so i just want to throw him out there as well but triple j i think has a really nice ceiling in this game if he can stay out of foul trouble but um i like him more if Derek favor sits and again like if these guys sit man like you know there's there's a lot of value potentially going to be in this game um if some of these guys end up sitting like nico melli could play a bunch of minutes too so yeah um, we got the Knicks at Cleveland taking on the Cavs. 222 total here. Cleveland favored by one and a half. Um, RJ Barrett and DSJ are both out on the Knicks side of things. And on the Cleveland side, Henson is questionable and Knight and Porter are out. Um, let's start with the Knicks. What do you like here for the Knicks? I mean, yeah, Cleveland's not a not a bad matchup to be going up against Peyton, like with with DSJ and Barrett slot. Like, Peyton played 30 minutes in the last game. We know that he can be over a point-per-minute guy. Going up against Cleveland, it's a good matchup. He's obviously a guy that has to be on your radar. Without Barrett in there, it gives a little bit more usage to some other guys. So, Randall uh, and Morris are both decent plays. Randall's priced up probably to the point where I don't really want to play him. Rebounds are going to be a little bit concerned. Obviously, Cleveland's not very good against big guys. But they are a good rebounding team. So, his rebound potential is probably probably not as high as I want it to be. I don't know if I'll end up playing him. To me, it's Peyton and it's Morris going up against Cleveland. Terrible defensive team. Yeah, you know, I like um, Elf Peyton a lot in this spot. I think he's a guy that, you know, you definitely want to look at, but I think Julius Randle has a ton of upside in this matchup as well. Um, you know, Barrett being off the floor, Julius Randle has a 27.5% usage rate, so I think that you definitely want to be looking at Julius Randle here, Elf Payton. Um, you know, you mentioned Marcus Morris. I have no issues with that. Mitchell Robinson played 30 minutes against Phoenix the other night. Um, you know, he's another guy that potentially has a little bit of upside in this slate, so I don't hate him. Nit Lakina and those other guys, I just – I can't get behind playing those guys. And, you know, on the Cleveland side of things, like – you know, Sexton still continues to have big usage. Um, I just – I hate where his price is at, but, you know, he's a guy that has a lot of usage. And, you know, Kevin Love is a guy that can put up 50 fantasy points in any matchup. Yeah, yeah, that's basically it for me too. Like, I'm not playing Tristan Thompson. New York's actually been big or been very good in the paint so far this year. So, he's a guy that I'm just Xing out entirely on this big of a slate. Yeah, Sexton, Garland, like – both these guys are getting a decent amount of usage. A lot of shot attempts. Garland hasn't been shooting great recently, and he's priced at 5K. He has 35-point upside. I don't hate him in this spot. 
you already said it, Sexton getting big usage, price point about where it should be, but yeah, it's Love is probably the guy that has the most upside. All right, moving right along here. Chicago at Milwaukee, 225 and a half total here. Milwaukee favored by 14 and a half. Wendell Carter Jr., Gafford, and Porter are all out. And Robin Lopez is doubtful on the Milwaukee side of things. Um, game with a big spread. This would be a game that likely doesn't end up staying pretty close. Um, you know, they kept it kind of close the last time these two teams played. What do you like here for Chicago? I mean, Levine has just been destroying recently. 68 points in the last game against Cleveland. Been playing mid-30s, high-30s minutes for a while. 52 against Washington, and averaging well over 45 points in the last 10 games. He is just on a tear, but you do worry about staying close. He only had a 14-point spread. It's going to be very tough for him to stay close being played in Milwaukee. Chicago is a better team than people realize, but still probably not a spot where they're going to end up crushing. Cornette priced up to the point where he's not really usable. He can beat his price tag a little bit, but not enough to take down a tournament or anything like that. He's not safe enough for cash. Sadoransky, it's not a good matchup for him. Like it, It's just Levine for me, and Levine's not safe by any means because of the possibility of a blowout. Yeah, I don't mind him. Um, I'll be honest, this is, you know, most sites have this at least having like a, a five, six, seven, eight, nine game slate for this this one. So, like, for me, I probably won't end up playing anybody from this entire game. Like, this is a game that I probably will end up, you know, crossing off just in general. Like, even if I'm looking at, the, like, the Bucks side of things, like, yeah, Giannis – you know, when we're looking at just absolute studs on the slate, like it's Giannis, it's Harden, it's Westbrook, it's Drummond, Trey Young. Uh, it's just, you know, for me, I just, I, I just don't love this spot. I don't love this game. I think this is a game that, again, there's just nothing standing out to me outside of maybe taking a shot on like Eric Bledsoe, but like his minutes, he's just a guy they take off the floor really quick in blowouts. Yeah, I honestly don't hate Brooke Lopez. With I, I can get behind there. that against Chicago. Rebounding yeah. blocks. Four, yeah, yeah 4,600. Like, he's too cheap. Yeah, Brello's the only guy that really interests me in this game. He's just too cheap considering his upside. Like, if you want to throw – if you, I don't hate a game stack in this, hoping that it stays close. Because uh, you can take, like, Giannis, Brello, and Levine in a game stack. And I think it has some uh, – Lopez, if the game stays close, Lopez can crush. Giannis can obviously crush. And Levine, just what he's been doing recently, can smash. All three of those guys should destroy their value if this game stays close. But it's an unlikely scenario. So it's strictly a game stack for me with those three guys. All right, moving on. We got OKC at Houston, uh, 229 total here. Um, Houston favored by 7.5 in this game. Terrence Ferguson is out for the Thunder. And then on the Houston side, Austin Rivers is questionable. Nene and Green remain out. Um, what do you like here for the Thunder? Everyone. Everyone. I mean, it's a matchup versus Houston, obviously giving up most – close to the most fantasy points to every single position outside of center. Schroeder, too cheap considering his upside. He's my least favorite of the guys playing. But SGA has been on it. Uh, unreal tear in the last four or five games 
considering his price tag, like seventy four hundred, can have, can put up a fifty point game going up against Houston. He's playing similar to what what he was earlier on this season. He's playing high thirties minutes. It's a matchup versus Houston, which is a great one for him. Chris Paul revenge, great spot. Too cheap at sixty eight hundred. They keep keeping it at this price tag, and this is a too good of a matchup for him not to put up a boatload of points. Gallinari's been playing good recently. Adams has been playing good recently when he's actually played. So, yeah, everyone. Everyone in this spot. Yeah, like, you know, Adams um, played 24 minutes against Portland the other night. little concerned about the knee injury. Um, we have plenty of centers on this slate, so I don't know if you necessarily will need Steven Adams, but I like Chris Paul a lot in this spot. You know, like you mentioned, SGA has been playing really well. He's definitely a guy that can get you, you know, five, six, seven X in this spot. So I like him. Um, outside of that, like, you know, Nerland's Noel is an interesting tournament flyer. Only going to play 20 minutes, but he can average two fantasy points per minute. And if Steven Adams does have like issues, then, you know, you know, he's a guy that could really be like a two to 3% own, like let's get weird GPP play type play. So I don't mind that. And then, like, on the Houston side of things, like, you know, obviously Harden and Westbrook. But Westbrook, his price has come up. You know, he's put up some really strong games here recently. Um, anything standing out to you here for Houston? It's mostly just Westbrook. Obviously, not an easy defensive matchup. Not a great pace matchup. But Westbrook, last few games, 60 points, 69 points, 56 points. Going up against his old team, we know how Westbrook is. Should put up a big game. Probably will end up close to 60 points in this one. Really like him. Like Capella and Harden are still fine. They're good plays, but they're not great plays overall in the slate. If you really need to pay up, like Harden's probably a better choice than Giannis. He is priced a little bit lower, so he can like have one of those games where he just chucks the ball every single time up and down the floor. I don't hate him, but I think I prefer Westbrook in the spot. Yeah, like it's all going to be like roster construction. I think like you could take shots on either one of those guys, but it's it's going to be all roster construction based, really. Um, I just, you know, like when we're looking at the slate, like I said, I I, I think I'm going to end up like with maybe more of like a balance build on this slate, so. Yeah, a lot of it kind of depends on the injury on the news too. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Kyle Quinn chalk, and you know who's the other one that we were talking about? Um, Hayes. Uh, yeah, Hayes. So, like, we could we could see some massive chalk. So, um, we got Sacramento heading to Miami. Two twenty four total here. Miami favored by six in this game. Um, Holmes is still out, and we know um, Trevor Reza. He's out with the trade stuff. Um, you know, Bazemore, he obviously it doesn't sound like Bazemore. Um, I don't think he's with the team right now, he's not with the yeah, he won't be there. So, um, what do you like here for the Kings? Fox Miami is a tough matchup, they're a good defensive matchup. It's just Fox for me. <laughs> like, you can take a shot on Bagley being the playing, yeah, like it, you can take a shot on Hyde. But he's probably going to be stuck with Butler defense. I think it's just De'Aaron Fox. It's not an easy matchup for him, but that doesn't really matter. You can still show a massive amount of upside any game. Last game against Utah, he only played 31 minutes. But prior to that, 
every game that stays close, he's in the high 30s for minutes. If he's in the high 30s for minutes, he has a shot at 60s, 8.6K, which is a tough price but tag to pay. But if he has a shot at 60, even in this tough matchup, I know it's a Miami, it's a chance they could end up being a blowout. But Fox is the only guy that really is a good tournament play for Sacramento to me. Yeah, um, you know, obviously with Trevor Reza gone, it frees up some minutes. Bogdanovich, like he's a guy that could end up playing a few extra minutes. Like, I don't necessarily hate him um, for tournaments here. But I just, I don't know. I don't really love anything from the Kings. Like, I, I, I hear you on Fox. Like, I think you could play guys like him in any slate. So, I don't mind him. On the Miami side of things, like, you know, Bam and Butler are both expensive, but, like, both of these guys could absolutely crush. So, I don't mind playing Bam or Butler. Outside of that, though, I don't really love anything else from Miami here. Yeah, it's Bam and it's Butler for their upside. It's the same thing for them every single day, but Sacramento's not a bad matchup. It's pretty much an unusual matchup for both of them in terms of fantasy production. If it stays close, then they could play mid-30s minutes and have 50 points. It's just that simple. There's not really a whole lot of analysis to be had for it. Yeah, I get sucked into Gordon Drogic all the time, but probably not on the slate. So Yeah, I don't. I make sure not to play him because <laughs> I, I enjoy not punching my monitor and losing even more money. One of, one of us is smarter than the other. So, <laughs> um, All right, let's move on to the five-game main slate here, um, the night, night slate, main slate, whatever. We're going to start with the Lakers and the Celtics. No total in this game. Anthony Davis and Rondo are questionable. Jalen Brown and Kimba are questionable. So, uh, Grant, I'm really glad this is the 7:30 game because when we're looking at this slate, obviously this is going to be the game that really affects a lot as far as injury news. Like, we have a few other things that are really small, but like, yeah, like we, we're going to have to get some injury news from this one. But uh, let's break down the Lakers here first. I mean, if Davis ends up missing. It's Braun. You know what happens when Davis is out and Braun has a chance to crush. I know he hasn't done it a whole lot recently, but still has 70-point upside without Davis on the floor. If Davis is out, it's that simple. Kuzma priced about where he should be. Still has some upside, but it's not enough to really merit playing him. On the five-game slate, there's a lot of mispricings. A lot of guys that are too cheap, so Kuzma's not really making my build. Like Dwight is priced where he should be now, uh, has a little bit of upside, but not a ton. So there's always a chance that he gets a 40-point game. Boston's not a horrible match for him, but it's definitely not a good one. McGee, priced at 5,100, not a guy I'm going to go with. It's really just James for me, and that's that's pretty much it. Yeah, um, I, I like LeBron, obviously, if Anthony Davis sits, but I think Kuzma's another guy, like – we finally saw like a, a ceiling minutes game from him um, against Houston last time out. And like if AD sits, I know it's not the greatest matchup in the world, uh, but you already kind of hit on like that. We have some mispricing on this slate. So paying a few extra dollars for a guy like Kuzma, I have no issues with that. So I don't mind Kuzma at 6,300. Um, I don't mind Dwight Howard at 5,400. It's just, you know, you're going to need, like, a, a, a 35 to 40-point game, which he's done, you know. Like, if you look at two of the last four games, he's done that. So, like, if Anthony Davis sits and, LeBron, uh, and Dwight plays 25 minutes, he could he could crush in this matchup here. So, I don't mind um, Dwight. 
On the Boston side, like, if Kemba and Brown sit, like, Gordon Hayward is way too cheap. Uh, Gordon Hayward's way too cheap. Tatum, Even if they all Rob, play. <laughs> yeah, yeah, Gordon Hayward's just too cheap overall. You're right. Um, but Tatum, like, if both of these guys are out, it's just, like, everyone has to have a massive, massive increase in usage. Smart is going to play a boatload of minutes. I hate playing Marcus Smart no matter what. I do it begrudgingly, but it's just he's going to have some points. Run plate IQ. Tatum in 330 minutes without both these guys on the floor, averaging 50 points per 36. Smart, 45 points per 36. Hayward, 40 points per 36. These injuries are going to determine a lot of who's going to be playing on the slate. And these guys' price tags are too low. If one of Kemba or Brown misses, still load up on everyone else. Like, and then outside of that, it's not a good matchup for bigs. Like, it's a terrible matchup for bigs. Tice, not a guy that I'm really looking at. 5K. Cantor, even if he ends up playing minutes, not a guy that I'm looking at. Just Lakers are too good against big men. So it's Tatum, Smart, it's Hayward if these other two guys are out. If one of them's out, I'm still on all of them. But Hayward's way too cheap. Tatum is probably too cheap considering – his potential usage if these other two guys are out. Um, man, we could have Kyle Quinn chalk in the morning and Marcus Smart chalk in the afternoon. Like, what a day. What a day this yeah, could be. Yeah, what a time to be alive. What a time. Um, if Kimba plays, I don't hate Kimba um, at 74. So, he'd be another guy. Like, if Jalen Brown's sad, I, I would not mind Kimba whatsoever here. Um, I don't really have anything else. Do you have anything else from this one? Nope. Just watch the injury news. Luckily, this yeah. is the first game on the slate. Yeah. Uh, we got Denver at Minnesota. Two eighteen total. Minnesota favored by two and a half in this game. Um, don't have an injury report on Denver, but it sounds like um, Jamal Murray, who um, did not play Sunday, is definitely still really close, um, or just kind of very questionable. Um, but they said he's pretty much doubtful for this game, so. Um, we'll have to kind of see on that one. And then Gary Harris did not play on Sunday as well. He's a guy that's, you know, dealing with a groin um, injury, so we'll put him as questionable. And then for the sixth straight game, Paul Millsap was out Sunday as well, so we're going to put him as questionable. On the Minnesota side of things, Layman's out. Um, hey, Carl Anthony Towns came back, Grant. We'll talk about that in a second. Um, do you like hearing anything here for Denver? I mean, I kind of am fine with everyone. Porter – Last game got the price increase that needed to happen, and now he's priced about where he should be. Uh, Murray without Harris. Barton is a guy that's in play, but 7,800 is not going to get done on the slate. Rather go with a guy like Tatum, even without, even if both uh, Brown and Walker end up playing. Beasley saw a load of minutes against Golden State, went back down to 14 in the last game. <sighs> All these guys are in play. They just don't stand out as great plays. Yes, Minnesota. It's not a great defensive team. They're even worse without, with Cat on the floor. Joker, 9,400 is definitely a guy you can end up paying up for. Over 50 in three of the last four games. Probably a little bit too cheap at 9-4 considering the matchup with Cat. Like, Joker is my favorite, but Porter, Beasley, Barton, all guys that are in play. Yeah, like Malik Beasley didn't play a ton on Sunday. Um, 
I'll probably go down with the the whole um, Monte Morris ship one more time, <laughs> uh, unless like some of that Boston value opens up. I think that obviously could change a lot here. So we'll have to kind of see how that plays out. But yeah, Will Barton even at seventy eight hundred, I think he's a guy that has um, like a ceiling in this spot. So I don't mind him. Um, friends don't let friends play Jokic um, at nine four. At nine four, that's all. That's Against that's a ton. Towns defense. It's a ton. That's a ton. I, I just, you know, like, I don't think I could do it. Like, play Lillard instead. Play Melo, you know. That's like, also true. Like, the Laker. Play LeBron. Play LeBron before you play Jokic. Like, I don't know. Um, <laughs> uh, I'm just saying, like, there's there's a ton of guys that I can play up here towards the top. And, you know, Carl Anthony Towns on the other side of this game played 27 minutes and 28 minutes in his first two games back. Took 21 shots in his first game. Did not have a great game. Did not look like he wanted to be on the court. Um, I Man, he's an excellent tournament, like large field GPP play on this slate, but like I probably end up not playing a ton of him here. Yeah, 9.9K. Maybe they give him th- low 30s minutes, but who knows exactly how many minutes are going to get at 9.9K. That's just too much for me. I'm, I'm probably not playing him. Wiggins, he did go off the last game. Like, with Cat on the floor, actually gives him a little bit of a boost. Without Teague there, like, just the way the rotations, he can end up playing a little bit of point. 6.6K, I honestly don't hate Wiggins in this spot, which is weird because I hadn't been able to say that most of the time that Towns has been out. But Wiggins definitely gets an uptick. It's not an easy match going against Denver, obviously, great defensively. Slower pace, so... It's Towns and it's Wiggins for me, and I don't think like Towns would be very specific to any site where he's too cheap, which I don't know if there are any. But on DraftKings, he's unplayable to me at nine point nine k, even for GPPs. Yeah, I don't really see anything kind of standing out to me here on the Minnesota side of things. Like, you know, Napier, kind of expecting more from him um, with the move of Teague, but. I think if you're going to play anybody from Minnesota, it's Jarrett Culver. Um, like he, he seems to like, he's going to get some point guard minutes. He, the shot attempts are up. Like I think Culver would be the only guy that like I end up playing here. Yeah. It's not, not a terrible move. I don't mind that call. Yeah. It's like Covington. Like, I guess like you take shots, like Gorgie dang, like he's gone now that cat's back. Like, yeah, I probably just, you know, McCollin, uh, like, I, I don't know. I, I think Culver's the only guy here for me. Um, Up next, we got San Antonio heading to Phoenix, 228 total. Phoenix favored by three and a half in this game. Spurs, good to go here. And then on the Phoenix side, Aaron Baines is doubtful. Um, Cameron Johnson's questionable, and Kaminsky is out. Start here with San Antonio. Um you know, I guess, like, we don't have an injury report yet for San Antonio. Um, so, we'll have to kind of see. Is there anything standing out to you here for the Spurs? A Spurs like, back-to-back? I guess that's what we should start with. Yeah, Spurs back-to-back. The problem is DeRozan just keeps shredding defenses. Like, four game or six games in a row over 40 points, averaging close to 50 in that span. Going up against Phoenix, it's a great spot. I hate playing DeRozan, but he's just been on such a tear. And if you're not playing him, like that means it's probably going to be an LMA game. 
and he's priced at 6,800. He's too cheap. He was crushing for a while. Like he had a nice little stretch of 40 point games about two weeks ago and then kind of came back down to earth and just didn't do much. 36 and 37 the last two games. The price tag's finally low enough where, or is low enough where against Phoenix, you have to think about using him. Murray, I know he had that massive game up against Atlanta. Not going to happen again. Don't expect him to play 30 minutes again. Not a guy that's on my board. It's just DeRozan and Elme. Elme's too cheap, and DeRozan just on way too much of a tear recently. Yeah, um, I like that. I can I can get behind those guys. Like, you know, I just – you know, for the Spurs, like you said, Murray, you know, especially, like, he's coming off of a back-to-back. Like, I'd be more willing to play, like, one of the bench guys, like, you know, Patty Mills or one of those guys or Forbes, like before, like Forbes is, is somewhat interesting. Patty Mills is somewhat interesting here um, just because it's the Spurs back to back. It really just depends on like what and if what type of value opens up um, just in general on this slate. So, so um, the Phoenix side of things with, with Kaminsky out and um Bain's not expected to play either. Like, is there anything standing out to you on the Phoenix side? I mean, Booker's been averaging close to 50 points in the last 10 games. Taking a boatload of shots almost every single game here. He has a lot of upside. He is priced up at 8.6K, but doesn't really matter. He's just been so good recently that you have to have some interest in him. Aiton's been playing well, but priced at 8.3. Might be a little rich for my blood. Um, it's not a terrible spot going up against San Antonio. Obviously, San Antonio's not very Fast-paced team, but they are a very bad defensive team. Give up a lot of fantasy points, and they're not great versus bigs. But he's been over 50 the last two games. Price tag probably about where it should be. Rubio can have a random outburst for a massive game, but not really worth paying 8K for him with a shot at him only having 25 in the game. So it's Booker. He's the guy that I want here. Like, Oubre's coming back, not playing Bridges, not playing Oubre at 7.1K. It's not a good spot. He's a guy that I generally like to play in faster-paced games. So, it's just Booker for me, really. Yeah, like, uh, yeah. Booker is definitely in play. It's just, it's going to be lineup construction. Can I get him in or not? Like, I I do think he's a guy that, like, if you're playing tournaments here, you know, he's definitely in play. Dario Sarge is another guy with Baines um, not expected to play. I think Dario Sarge could be a very interesting tournament play. Um, could just play some backup big man minutes here and backup, you know, they just might need his body out there with Kaminsky out too. So I don't mind him. Um, Rubio is a guy that could go off in any matchup. You know, I know he's expensive at 8K, but he could easily like have a 50 plus fantasy point game. So if you go more of more towards like a balanced build, um, you know, he's definitely in play. So just want to throw Rubio as well. All right, we got the Pacers and the Jazz. 217 total here. Um, Jazz favored by seven in this game. It's a back-to-back here for the Pacers, but um, we don't have a lot of injury news for this one. Let's start here with the Pacers. Anything standing out to you? Sabonis is too cheap at 7,900. He's just too cheap. Guy just had a triple-double last night or tonight, whatever. Uh, Whenever you're looking at this, 58 points in the last game. Two games ago against Minnesota. 58 points. I know I had a rough one up against Minnesota the second time, but he got into foul trouble there. Just was a real not good matchup. 
outside of that, though, he's been playing close games. He ends up playing high 30s minutes. If he's going to play high 30s minutes with his usage, with his production, with his rebounding, he is going to end up in the 55-point range in all likelihood, maybe 60. 7,900 is too cheap. So bonus, even on a slate with a lot of great plays, outside the Boston guys, he might be the best play on the entire slate, even in a back-to-back. Brogdon, priced about where he should be, maybe a little bit too cheap, does offer some upside, but more than likely he's going to be in the high 30s which 7,200, not quite going to get there for me. Warren, too expensive at 6,200 for me to consider. Turner, can't trust the minutes, can't trust the production with Sabonis in there. He's an X out for me. Lamb, 4,700. Like, I know he's not been good recently, but Lamb, even in a tough matchup versus Utah, he can go off. He can still have a big game. He's so cheap here. You have to consider him. So for me, it's a bonus is one of my favorite plays on the entire slate. And Lamb's a good GPP flyer. Yeah. Um, I don't mind Brogdon. I think he's okay. The matchup isn't fantastic. This game's going to be really slow paced too. Um, two of the bottom 10 in pace this season, both sides of this game. So, you know, I, I just, you know, I, I wish, I wish we really knew like, when Miles Turner was going to decide not to foul, get in foul trouble, and but you know, <laughs> predict that. But I like the Jeremy Lamb call. I think that's really interesting. I don't, I don't think a lot of people play Jeremy Lamb. Um, his minutes have been kind of all over the place. It's interesting for large field tournaments. Like McDermott ended up playing. Um, he shot like ninety percent from the field against Denver. He shot nine for ten um, against Denver on Sunday. Don't really expect that again. Um, on the Utah side of things, like, again, like, this is a game that's going to be pretty slow. But I will say Donovan Mitchell at 7,300, um, yeah, he's a guy that has some upside at that price point. And even, like, Rudy Gobert at 8,100, um, he's a guy that has some upside and not a great matchup, but, you know, he could easily go for 45-plus. Yeah, yeah, I don't mind Gobert. Like, having bonus in there is going to hurt his rebounding opportunities a little bit. But Gobert's still a guy that's in play, 8,100, a little bit too cheap for him. Mitchell always has upside. You're right. It's not an easy matchup going up against Indy. It's not a great pace matchup, but it doesn't matter for Mitchell. He can still crush that price tag. Ingles with Conley back. Like, Conley's the interesting one. He's priced there at 4,200. First game back, he only played 15 minutes, played off the bench, really didn't do a whole lot, 13 fantasy points. He's priced at 4.2K, though. What, what do you think his projected minutes are going to be like? I know they had 15 in the last game. There's a shot he plays mid twenties, right? Uh, maybe. I mean, I don't want to trust it. And last game was a little bit of a blowout. His minutes restriction I didn't think was going to be that low. If he plays twenty five minutes, he can end up with thirty some odd points. Like it's not the worst idea in the world to play him, but I guess we should probably hear if they have talk about a minutes restriction. It's something to keep your eye on tomorrow, but yeah, it's that. like it was a hamstring injury. That's why, like, I get so concerned with like trusting anything over like twenty minutes. Yeah, yeah, no, I hear you, but he's just so cheap at four point two k. I don't know. Yeah, like I hear you. I don't disagree. I don't disagree with you. I, I yeah, I mean, I'm just talking. To, I'm trying to talk myself either on or off, and I can't. I can't do either. <laughs> don't you hate when you do that? Like you just. I can't decide what I want to do. 
Like yeah. you have to, you, he's going to be one of those guys where you're going to have to wait on a lot of things. Like we're going to get into this next game and half of Portland is out. So who knows? Yeah. All right. We'll finish it up here. Feels like it's been forever since you've been gone. Um, on the Golden State side of things, Glenn Robinson's questionable. Bowman's with the G League, but you never know. He might get called up throughout the day. Just going to have to pay attention to that. Evans is out. And then on the Portland side, obviously, they traded Bazemore and Tolliver. They're out. Collins is out. Ronnie Hood is out. Labassier is out. And CJ McCollum is out. Um, let's start here with Golden State. What do you like here for the Warriors? Russell, 7,600. Too cheap. Just put up 50 points. He's put up 50 points in two of the last four games. Had a 40-point game against Denver. It's not a great matchup going up against Portland. It's definitely not a bad one. With everyone out, it turns into a fantastic matchup for him. All others guys are going to have to play a lot of minutes. And it's not, not having McCollum in there is probably a decent hindrance to Portland. So, Russell is too cheap. Lee priced about where he should be. Like he offers a little bit of upside. He has a chance at a 40 point game, but not a guy that I want to play too much. Green's in there at 5,700. It's a good matchup for him. Mints are always a little bit of a worry, but he's been playing 30 at a fairly decent clip recently. He's a possibility. Burks, he just hasn't been the same over the last month. He had a nice stretch. Crushing it, made us a bunch of money, but it's in there, 5,700. Not a guy that I have an overwhelming desire to play. Escal played 35 minutes in the last matchup. Sitting at 5,300, he's a fine play. Spellman, WCS, probably guys that I'm not going to play. Like, I think Russell's the guy that I'm really targeting in the spot just for his massive upside. Yeah, and, like, Draymond sat against the Magic the other night. Um like, if if Alec Burks goes back to the bench, I have a lot of interest in him. I like where he gets that second-team usage. Like, Jordan Poole got all the second-team usage last last game out. So, um, you know, if, if for some reason Burks doesn't go back to the bench, Jordan Poole at 3,400 um, would be a little interesting for tournaments. But, yeah, like, D'Angelo Russell is obviously my favorite play here. I don't mind Lee either. Um, and like I said – for Alec Burks, if he is on the if he starts on the bench, like that's where I want him. I want him to come off the bench. Um, and if Glenn Robinson sits, like if Glenn Robinson sits, I like Jordan Poole even more um, for tournaments at thirty four hundred. Um, the Portland side of things, I I list listed it, man. There's a ton of guys out here for Portland. I think this is a day like we see cash builds with two to four guys from Portland on. Yeah, I mean Gary Trent. Went for 48, and he's 3,200. Going to play 30 minutes, 30-some-odd minutes in the spot. Way, way, way too cheap. Simmons played 35 minutes in the last matchup. Did not do great, but he's 3,900. Mints are absolutely there. Should smash in this spot. Without McCollum, Mello, Lillard both have a big usage increase. Both of them going to go for a lot of points in all likelihood in this matchup. Mel is too cheap at 6,100. Lillard's too cheap at 8,400. Whiteside, as always, very good play. Huge upside. He's 7,500. He's 1,000 cheaper than he was a week ago. And yet, he has a matchup versus Golden State. There's no reason to think that he won't put up a boatload of points. 
probably going in the 50s, too cheap, one of the best plays on the entire slate. Like, even Hazonia, if you want to, he's 3,500, offers a little bit of savings, played 29 minutes in the last game, could play something similar in this game. Everyone's just very much in play, and it's silly to me. It's just going to be a, a fun fantasy game to watch at the end of the night. Yes, indeed, it is going to be a fun fantasy game to watch, uh, assuming that a reason those guys don't get there in time to play and all that stuff. And McCollum already ruled out for this one with the ankle injury. So, yeah, this is going to be one of those games where, again, you could probably play like two to four of these guys in cash games. So, um, really like the Portland side of things. All right, Grant, let's play the morning grind game. We're going to use the um, five-game main slates for all of our listeners that sleep in and don't get up and listen to the podcast um, early enough for the early slate. Uh, Favorite play under 5K to 7X. Who do you got? Gary Trenton Jr. All right, I'm going to stay in that game and say um, Simons. Uh, over 8K to go under 5X. Who do you got up towards the top that's going to bust today? Towns. Oh, you took my guy. It was obvious. I'm sorry. I'm going to take Jokic. I figured you would. By default. Um, I was thinking about taking Aiton, too, for what it's worth. But, you know, favorite 6X play. Who do you got? Uh, Hayward. Yeah, I like that one. I'm going to go Whiteside. Uh, let's get weird GPP play of the day. I guess it's Jeremy Lamb. Uh, just he can randomly put up a massive game and he's too cheap. Yeah, like I don't know how I don't know what the ownership will be on Dario Sarge, but like if you're playing mass multi-enter tournaments, I think Dario Sarge is a really interesting tournament play for large field tournaments today. Um, game selection question. What's standing out to you today? I mean, it's because of all the weird slates. Over on Super Draft, they have a 20K GPP. You can enter it 58 times, 12 buck buy-in. Like, it's a decently heavy top payout, uh, top payout with 20% going to first. But it, it's just, like, it's got all the three. It starts at 5 p.m. Eastern time. So it's got that massive string of six games starting at uh, 5 p.m. And has all the games as late swap. So with the injuries happening in the Boston game and in the Lakers game, gives you an opportunity if we don't get that information beforehand to still swap out guys. There's not really like you can swap out anyone. There's no salary cap. So that's a I think it's a good day to play over on Super Draft there. Yeah, check them out. Um, rocking a Super Draft jacket right now. Yeah, cold in Florida again. Like I, I can't even say yeah, it to I you because like it's dirty. Cold for you amongst. is cold for you is so much different. Um, <laughs> I used to live in California. I understand. Yeah, you get it. Um, yeah. So game selection question for me, like I the forty dollars single entry um, DraftKings tournament for this five game slate pays out twenty five percent. Mid cash is one point five. Um, the forty dollar buy in, like I said, uh, top ten thirty three point seven five percent. It's a really strong tournament. Um, pays out a lot of spots. So. If you're a mid-stakes player, um, I'll see you in this tournament tomorrow. So, check it out. Grant, favorite over-under on the slate. What do you got? I'm going with the over on the Denver-Minnesota game. 
right, Denver over. I'm going to take the under in the Utah game. It's currently at 217. I think that game goes under. So, All right, we got through it. Big slate, massive slate, a lot of stuff going on. Lineup HQ premium, Andy Means course plays, the crunch time. The Man, there's so much stuff going on. So if you have Roto-Grinders premium, Discord, get this information, hear what we you know think as the day goes along. Grant, any final thoughts before we get out of here? Yeah, enjoy. Another King Jr. Day. On that note, we're going to get out of here. Hope everyone has an awesome Monday. We'll be back talking some more hoops or something else on Tuesday. Good luck in your contest, and we'll see you then. Tickets.